You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Be sure to follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find out more about Dr. Michelle at drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com. Here now is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Welcome, everyone. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, and I'm so glad you're joining me again today. I'm telling you, every day here at the Dad Whisperer, my goal, my heart, my passion is to equip you as dads in this generation to raise up empowered, healthy daughters who are going to be world changers. Do I hear an amen? Well, you know that every week I use the grid on your mark, get set, go. But surprise, today I am not going to use that grid because we have the privilege of hearing from an icon. And this man is someone that we would all be wise to listen to the stories of. I want you to imagine yourselves, dads, just sitting around the room in couches. We're all comfortable. I'm right there with you. We're putting our feet up drinking some coffee, drinking some tea, drinking a Diet Coke. That would be my preference. And we have the privilege of listening to Pat Boone. There's no one like him who literally knows how to tell stories. I don't know many that have such a rich wealth of knowledge in raising four girls. So today I'm going to be playing an interview that I did with Pat Boone at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Dallas, Texas here recently. And I had the privilege of just asking him what it's like to have raised four daughters. And he is a storyteller par excellence. There is so much that we are going to hear from him today that I would tell you is not the fathering of, of, of this generation. So I am hopeful that by hearing from a wise, seasoned expert father, that we can all take away something that will make a difference in the way that you father your daughters. Let me tell you a little bit about Pat Boone, just in case he's someone that you don't really know. He's an American singer, composer, actor, writer, television personality, motivational speaker, and spokesman. He was a successful pop singer in the United States during the 1950s and early 1960s. Now listen to this. He sold more than 45 million records and had 38 top 40 hits and has appeared in more than 12 Hollywood films. I could go on and on. You can check his bio on Wikipedia, but I'm telling you, this guy has been around for decades. And here at the National Religious Broadcasters Association Conference, they honored him by giving him this huge award last night from decades of being as a lifetime influencer here in Hollywood. So I am so excited to have him join me today here where you're going to hear stories about his life, things he's learned as a girl dad, as a dad to four daughters. So listen in. I know this is going to be a conversation that you're going to glean truths from as you just get to sit and hear stories from a Hollywood icon. Of all the things I love about him, 
the thing I'm most excited about is that you are a friend to my husband, King Canfield. You guys yes. go way back. Yes. And he vouches for your character, and that's what matters, right? You know, and he got to know me quite well. <laughs> yes. So it's and not. And me, him. Yes. Yeah, so it's not just about your public image. It's that you're a dad who yeah. has walked his talk and continues as a dad to four daughters, yeah. 10 granddaughters, you told me. Yeah. So I want to hear from you some of the secrets of raising daughters because you raised four daughters. As you look back on your life, what were some of the things that that you either wish you would have known about being a dad to daughters <laughs> or you're glad you did right when it comes to being a dad to daughters? Of course, the, the truth is that parenting is something is a learn-as-you-go proposition. And all parents are going to make poor choices and, and no matter how hard you try, sometimes the very fact you're trying so hard may be too much. <laughs> yeah. And and so there's a, a give and take you have to learn. Uh, for, you know, one of the lessons I learned, I, it was, I was doing a movie called April Love. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn how to drive a sulky in a racer because racing, trotting and, and pacing and these, these, um, these horses that pull buggies with a guy behind them right, with, right. A, with a long whip and they're trying to, the whip and is trying to propel the horse to, to go as fast as it can go without breaking out of its prescribed gait, G-A-I-T, that is the, the, the yeah, that way rhythm. that he runs, uh -huh. yeah, the rhythm. Because if a pacer, gets going faster than it can maintain that pace, he breaks into what's called a trot, and now he's disqualified. So I was having to learn how to do this because there were scenes in which I actually, uh, as a young guy, was learning how to, to ride a pacer. Yeah. And I'm in this cart, that, and even though I'm sitting in it and the cart weighs something, it's so well built that he doesn't even hardly feels it. It's 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 got wheels and ball bearings and yes. he can just run 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 and do and pace and race other horses, and and my job as a driver is to get to know in my hands as he's leaning into the bit and I'm controlling the reins mm -hmm. and so he leans in so that if he gets going if I were to let go of the reins he would fall he would he would fall because he's leaning he's putting his weight into yes. the, in his mouth. Into the, the so now I'm learning that I have to let him go as far as he can go as fast as he can go and maintain that pace. If he breaks into the other other trot, he's disqualified. He and I are disqualified. Yeah. And I began to apply that to my daughters. I had four girls. Each was different than her sister, although alike in many ways. And I'm one of four girls, so yeah. I know that you dads have a lot yeah. on your plate because everyone is different and they don't come with a playbook. And you, and so I had to learn with each girl uh, the best I could, how far can I let her go without her falling on her face and mm. making mistakes. So you parented them different, you yeah. fathered them different. Yeah, yeah, I had to apply some different uh -huh. pressures and, and letting go and holding back. Now one thing, that I had imposed on all my girls, starting when they were in their, like the oldest was like 10, and they weren't dating or anything yet. But I was looking ahead as a parent, a dad of four girls that were only three and a half, not quite four years apart. Oh, wow. The four daughters. Yeah. Born separately, but in a little less than four years, I should have been jailed or, <laughs> or neutered. But, uh, but anyway, 
uh, four daughters, and poor Shirley, she's a wonderful mama. But I started thinking ahead, and I said, girls, you're going to get around to dating one of these days, and you're going to want to go out with guys. And I want you to know right now, there will be no single dating. We're living in California, Beverly Hills, Hollywood. Will be no single dating until you're 16. My dad did the same thing. Your friends will, will yeah. you know, some of your liberal friends will start letting their daughters date earlier, and they did. But you're not going to go out with a guy on a single date. And did your girls like that rule, they or did didn't, they hate Well, they it? didn't care at the time because they, they hadn't okay. done it. Oh, okay. We don't get we don't get to drive till we're 16, and we don't get to date single till date till we're 16. Okay. I said because if you go out with a guy uh, at, at, and he takes you somewhere, he's got to be old enough to be driving. So you might be 14 or 15, but you're going to be with a guy that's a year or two older than you, yeah. and that's not going to happen. <laughs> Daddy's putting down his foot on yeah. this one. Well, it didn't matter when they were, you know, six, seven, eight, and nine, or right. eight, nine, and ten. So the time came, though, when as, as they reached ages of 15, 16, and and their some of their friends were their dad, their parents were letting their kids go out at 14 with 16-year-old guys. Yeah, yeah. And and obviously getting into problems. And so when my girls got to be six, 15, and there was a school, a girl's school, because I had them in a girl's school. Okay. I didn't want them in a boy-girl school uh -huh. until it had to happen because I didn't want the interaction with boys more than I could oversee and handle. So they're in a girl's school, but you know, the girls have dances and they invite boys. Yeah. And so the girls, their younger girls were inviting older guys. Well, we had a, a, a family that were friends of ours who had a young son named John who was a couple years older than Cherry, my eldest daughter. And, and he thought she was really cute and, he, and, and she liked him and they were both good dancers. When, uh -huh. you know, just around the house and at, at parties they would dance. So now she wanted him to be her date. Uh -huh. And he was 17 and she's 15. I said, not gonna happen. Well, it can happen, but oh. but uh, but you, he's, you're not gonna get in the car and he's not gonna drive. Let him come over to the house. He had an old used Corvette and he can park here. I'll drive you to the dance. I'll pick you up when it's over and bring you home and he can get in his Corvette and leave. Well, <laughs> you know, she that's when she chafed a little. Well, look, it's his car and we're just going. Right. I said, I know that. And I said, but you're at 15. You've got three sisters coming behind you. And if I, if I break the rule for you, how am I gonna enforce it for them? Yeah, I know John. And that worked? It that worked. helped it her worked. to hear that, yes, that others that, were coming behind. Yes, she needed to I, set an example. The rules have to be for everybody. Yeah. I couldn't break them for the oldest daughter right off the bat. Yeah. And so sure enough, I, and John understood I mean, they weren't far enough along in their relationship that he thought he had any right to anything other than what I would yeah. permit. So your your daughters knew that you had boundaries yeah. and rules, yeah. and they it sounds like respected them yeah. because they knew you loved them? Yes, you and I invited back? them to, if they, if they were interested in guys, bring them over, we want to know them. Yeah, would you Let's, tell dads listening who have daughters Get to know the guys yes. that your daughters are dating. Have them come over Don't to the house. Don't take for granted. Because people might say, well, Pat, you're old-fashioned. Well, Nobody does it that way. Well, they'll be on best behavior way. when they're around daddy. 
-hmm. but but I always let them know wherever they were going, yeah. I might drop in on them. There, but have I you always, ever done that? Yeah. On the date? Yeah, yeah. There was a party <laughs> or a restaurant or something. Go, I Dad. I would drop in and say, how's it going, guys? <laughs> and, um, that is so cool. And because I was a well-known actor, it wasn't as bad as if they had no idea who I was. So it's not that they objected to my being there. Mm -hmm. But there were other times when, like my second daughter in college, and she's meeting a guy that um, is two years, three years older than she. He's a senior while she's a freshman. Oh, and he wow. was strongly attracted yeah, to yeah. Lindy, my daughter. Now she's in college, but she hadn't dated that much single uh -huh. dating and never gotten in a real serious relationship yeah. With a guy none of my daughters had in high school, they just didn't have the opportunity to get into a real serious relationship, yeah. and so this guy decides he's in love with Lindy, just from what he knows at school and uh -huh. the uh -huh. times they're around and family situations, and and so they decide that they're it for each other, and they want to get be engaged, and so they sit me down and uh, in the dining room to talk to me about this and he says you know Lindy and I he's a senior and she's a freshman yeah Lindy and I think uh, that we're it for each other we just want you to know that and, and what'd and, you say and I said well that's that's very interesting you haven't known each other but about six months three uh -huh. months whatever it was I said uh, we're gonna have to get to know you better uh -huh. And Lindy's going to have to get you know you better, but it's going to be in our family context. There you go. Uh, because she hasn't dated much. You mm -hmm. have. You're a mm -hmm. senior. You've dated a good bit, I'm sure. So you're going to have to conform. We're not going to release her to your lifestyle. You're going to have to conform to hers. Yes. And at that point, he said, oh, well, look, the reason I love Lindy is because of the way you've raised her. And so I'm not wow. going to change her. Yeah. Try to change her lifestyle. No, I'll, I'll conform to her lifestyle. Isn't that well, yeah. he did, pretty much. Though gradually, more and more, he he wanted to. Can she come over and spend the afternoon at my apartment? No, <laughs> no. So you really were continuing to oh, be yeah. an invested dad. Yeah. Even after your girls left home. Well, no, they hadn't left home. They're in college, but none oh, of none of them college. left home till they were married. Really? All four of my daughters, including wow. Debbie, when her career took off, yes. she never had an apartment of her own. We're still living at home. Living at home until I drove them to their weddings. <laughs> and she had a date with Jimmy Connors, the great tennis player, yeah. while her career was in full bloom. Yeah. And uh, and he asked if he could take her out, and she went, she was she wasn't that nuts about Jimmy Connors, but he was a big star. Right. So she thought, well, it'd be fun to go out. So he comes to take her out and I said now where are you going <laughs> I knew Jimmy I didn't it, well I thought we'd have a little bite to eat maybe go to a movie well where are you gonna go eat <laughs> well and, so and you're I, telling dads keep asking questions be nosy yeah, yes find out what and your then daughters what are movie doing. do you think you might go see he said well we might even go bowling instead oh I love bowling <laughs> I said I'm a good bowler if you decide to bowl let me know because I want to be there I want to bowl with you <laughs> And when Mark Harmon was a quarterback at UCLA and he took another of my daughters out and I, he wanted to go jogging with her, I said, hey, I'm a jogger. <laughs> I'm a jogger, man. I, and I jogged with the quarterback at, of UCLA. Wow. And okay, but Pat, you've got to be honest. I don't think dads anymore are this 
involved. No. Let's use and that word. And I had word. four daughters. So if you that, were to speak to dad, sitting, if they were lined up right now and saying, Pat, what's the secret? You've shared many of them today, many secrets of raising empowered, healthy, strong daughters. If you're asking what them or me. What would you say? Me? I'm asking you, what oh, would you tell them? Well, but you're not asking me what my four daughters would ask. They know what yes, it was. Yes, you're four. But you're saying part, some of the secrets are know what they're doing. Communication, first communication. of all. Communication. Always communication. I want to know where you are, what you're interested yeah. in. We yeah. talk about it at the dinner table. We said no matter what happens in your life, we can talk about it mm -hmm. at the dinner table. Yeah. There's not going to be any secrets. Yeah. One day, Debbie, she wanted some privacy, and she, <laughs> she was not the sharpest student at that point. She was very bright, but... I think she was dyslexic, oh. uh, maybe, and she put a note when she was like 10 on her, on her door, and she, she wanted some privacy, and she, she, she locked the door in her bedroom and put a note, Seep Watt, C-E-E-P-W-O-T. That was a way of spelling keep out. <laughs> oh, got it. Well, I knocked on the door <laughs> and, and made her open and let me come in, and what's this? It's keep out. I just wanted to <laughs> have my own t alone time. I said, well, you can have your alone time, right. but not with the door locked. Okay. You will never lock a door in this house. Wow. There will never be a locked door. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I was yeah. very ingrained. Now, let me jump ahead. I'm on the Merv Griffin show. And Merv liked to dig into people's secrets. And what he wanted to know was me, Shirley, as parents. And now they were... They were 16, 17, no, 15, 16, 17, 18, and we were traveling together as a family. Yeah. Because I, could, I brought my family and my girls With, yeah. into my act. Yeah. We became the Pat Boone family. I remember that. And so that was so I could keep them in sight you, at all times. There you go. You brought them in. And, and they loved it. Take your daughter to work. So now we're on Merv day. Griffin show like, yeah. as the Boone family. He says, girls, you have a pretty, pretty strict dad, don't you? Oh, yes. What's he strictest about? And one of them said, respect. Ah. And the audience burst into applause. What? Respect? So we, there's no sassing or talking back okay. in our house. Well, then, do you, isn't, he, isn't he too possessive? Well, he, he's not possessive, but he's, he ha, we have rules. And, but he explains them to us. We know that they're for our good. Yeah. He says, well, come on, girls. Don't you feel like you're missing out on something? Oh. And Cherry, the elder, said, yes, trouble. Oh, come on. All of our friends are come in trouble, get in trouble in this girl's but school. But not us. Yeah. Our dad's involved We see the other, the other kids get in trouble because that their parents so cool. let them do whatever they feel like doing. Wow. Honestly, I could listen to your stories all day. I wish we had more time, but I know other people Well, I people could talk to you for hours. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, we should do this again because you have the wisdom of the decades behind you. Well, the, the, the capper is that all four daughters married Christians. Okay. And and their marriage, well, I can't say that all the marriages endured because yeah. a couple, there were a couple of divorces where the the guys, one of the guys said, well, if I'd gotten to, if your dad had let me know his daughter sooner, I'd have known we weren't right for each other. Right. They were engaged for two years. Wow. At, but yeah. but he got to know my daughter in the family in context. The family. They could have their alone time out in yeah. the yard or upstairs. Yeah. But they were at our house. Yeah. She was never going to his place yeah. alone. They were not gonna get to there get, you go. Not get so to know each theme. other that way. There's a theme in all your stories yeah. of yeah. get to know what's what's going on in your kids' lives, be nosy, 
yeah. communicate with them. And if I was to ask you one last question, if you had to give dads one go step to raise a healthy daughter, uh, you've said a bunch of them, mm -hmm. but if you had to give one, what would be the most important dad truth you could pass on? Well, keep on communicating. Always, when you have problems, I mean, I had problems with my daughters because they, you know, Debbie was like me. She, she, she didn't like to just be one of the four girls. <laughs> she wanted to be herself. Yeah. And we had some head-to-head to-dos. Yeah. But one time she was looking at me with this real insolent look, and there was a mirror behind her, and I said, I want you to see what I'm looking at. And I, <laughs> I turned oh. her around and made her look in the mirror, and she wasn't going to give me a happy smile. No. She was still looking with that... <laughs> That Frown. sullen look. Yeah, I said, yeah. this is what I'm looking at when I'm okay. talking to you. And it's not going to continue. Yeah. And so we... You communicated. Yeah, we... You know, communication yeah. and investigation. Investigation. Know what your kids are doing, who they're go. with. Who they're with. Don't take anything for granted. There you go. It doesn't mean you're suspecting them or expecting them to do anything wrong. Yeah. But you're going to give them as little opportunity... Yeah as possible that to make bad awesome. mistakes. And one of the, just lastly, Debbie came home once from school weeping. Mm. And, and I said, what happened? There's something traumatic. She said, Daddy, there was a baby in a bottle at school. What? A baby in a bottle? It was a science exhibit. Oh. And they said it was a fetus, that was the word they used. Oh. But Daddy, it was a baby with finger oh. nails and, and little, curled up in this oh. bottle like a pickle. And she said, but it was a baby. Oh. And she was crying. I said, girls, let's sit down. I said, yeah. I'm glad this yeah. happened because you, you are yeah. girls. You're all four girls. You're going to be dating. And one of these days, there's going to be a temptation to do something that you shouldn't do because you're not married. And the result of that may be a baby. And if there is a baby, you, is, there's not going to be an abortion. Yeah. That baby will be born and yeah. maybe we'll raise it as your sister. Yeah. But yeah. you've seen it now with your own yeah. eyes. I was so glad it happened. Yeah, and it sounds like there wasn't anything that you avoided talking about. No, you went no. in on all anything of it. Anything went. I, I promised I would never dodge their questions. Never dodge their... You know what? That would be, even be a great place to stop to say, Dad, <laughs> you guys have all heard Pat say, there, I didn't dodge any questions. No. I, I got involved in their, involved their in lives the and I wanted question. to know their business yeah right at all times yeah well Pat thank you so much for joining me it's been a joy to talk with you about secrets that you've learned along the way about being a great dialed in dad thank you for joining me today well I didn't trust all boys because I was once one there you go <laughs> <laughs> thank you Pat okay I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield the dad whisperer signing off so grateful to have had Pat Boone join all of us here today sharing words of wisdom and stories galore that I trust will encourage you, inspire you, and even equip you as a dad to maybe even course correct in this season of your life to be a dialed in dad in a different way than you've even been before. So dads, make today a day where you continue to intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go dad. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. To find out how you can invite Dr. Michelle for your next event, go to drmichellewatson.com and click on the speaking tab. That's drmichellewatson.com. Dr. Michelle loves bringing practical insights she gleaned over the past few decades 
to audiences of teenagers, young adults, men's groups, or women's forums. Once again, go to drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com for more information on the books, resources, and blogs that she has available. Remember, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And we'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you again on the next edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield.